Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast. I have here, my guest is not only a poet, she's also a founder, one of the founders of Sacramento Poetry Center, and she is also just a slew of collection of poetry books, visual arts. Uh, she's a teacher, she's a writer. I mean, the, the list goes on. I mean, and I like to give you Everyone give a round of applause to Susan, Kelly, DeWitt. Woo! How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on. I, I, I called you to come on because not only have, um, you, are you part of the Sacramento Poetry Center's founders and also this, this history, but you also have a new book out called The Gatherer's Alphabet. I that do. is out right now. And you are in, in, on tour. At, at there you are at seventy four at seventy four and you are still on tour and you're still out there um putting out poetry and putting and doing shows and stuff. How does that feel? Well, it feels like um, you know uh, I'm still alive to see it, and um, it feels very good. It okay. feels uh, like you know what I've worked so many decades for is um, seems to be making a little bit of a difference for some people. I love it when people tell me that a poem has helped them, you know, uh, in some way. And um, uh, so, yeah, it's what, you know, it feels, uh, it feels great actually. Okay. So yeah. This is kind of, this is almost like the, the fruits of your labor that you've done so long is now kind of seeded and is actually blossoming exactly. more. Yeah. The Gatherer's okay. Alphabet is an interesting uh, book uh, in a way for me because uh, some of the poems in it I wrote probably 30 years ago. Oh, really? And, uh, and, and then some of them I wrote recently. And then, so they span really 30 years at least uh, in this book. And um, uh that feels good too, that the poems still seem people like the poems. At least that's nobody's told me they hated them yet, <laughs> but it could happen. <laughs> but um, you know, that they, they, that they're, they still hold up mm. and, uh, and they, and they work together, even though they were written, uh, you know, at, at so many different times in my life. Mm, okay. So, so I looked at, I was looking at your history and I say, I see that you are technically had your child. Were you born in Sacramento or were you born in Hawaii's, the Hawaii islands? No, I was born in San Francisco, Okay, but my mother uh, was born and raised in the Hawaiian islands. And okay. um, I, uh, she went there with me uh, when I was, I, I've just recently was looking at some old letters. I, I went uh, to, to Hawaii when I was six months old and then uh, but came back to San Francisco and then went to Hawaii again when I was about a year and a half old, something like that. Not quite oh. even. And um, and I was there for um, most of my childhood um, for for a couple of years. I was back on the mainland, uh, but um, really from the, about 1948. Uh, till uh 1960 with a couple of years exception um i was on oahu mm -hmm. oh, okay 
So I grew up uh, in a very interesting culture. It was not a state. It was a territory. Oh, that time? It was a okay. post-war country. Uh, you know, I, as I've written about and talked about before, one of the things we did in, uh, when we were kids was we dug up bullets from the ground that had been, you know, had strayed when the, the jets flew over firing at uh, people. Mm-hmm. And um, one place that I lived, we found a bomb under our apartment house, and it turned out that it was a dud, but it had dropped and we had pulled it, you know. So I, I grew up with that kind of, and my mother, you know, and her family lived through that. My mother, uh, I mean, I have a chapbook called Cassiopeia Above the Banyan Tree, and that has all poems about Hawaii in it, and the war was a big part of my life and theirs. Um and um, the other thing is, I love to tell this story. When the first, I went to a Catholic school for the first uh, grade and part of the second grade. And my memory of it is uh, of the nun with in full regalia, uh, standing under a picture of Jesus, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is the you know sort of flames coming out and blood and and thorns and so forth. And she's teaching us about Pele, the fire goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up with all the Hawaiian mythology. My grandparents believed in a lot of it. My aunt, even when I visited as an adult, told me, don't, I was going to take a little piece of rock from the volcano. And she said, don't take what belongs to Pele. Because we grew up with stories about, you know, what Pele did to people who uh, and uh, so all that mythology, uh, you know, the ethnic mix there was. Uh, I used to go to um, at least a few times. I went to a Japanese school after school with one of my friends, and they let me sit in the back of the classroom and pretend I was writing Japanese. <laughs> but I would get up and say "Sensei Konnichiwa" with all the kids, and uh, <laughs> so I mean, it was that kind of just you know very rich. Uh, in so many ways. Um, but of course, under the surface, there was a lot of prejudice uh, too. And okay. uh, so, uh, and uh, my grandparents were Portuguese immigrants. My okay. grandfather uh, worked on the sugar plantation. Um, and uh, anyway, so I I kind of got off on a tangent there. So bring me back. <laughs> well, I was wondering, I, was it, was it in Hawaii that you got started in your poetry um, journey or was it when you came back well, to the States? I think, as I said in my reading the other night, but uh, uh, there was a poet who was very famous in Hawaii named Don Blanding. And um, my father worked for the newspapers there and he became friends with Don Blanding and Don Blanding came to our house a few times. Now, you know, I was really like three years old at that point, four years old, maybe five at the most. Um, And uh, but I'm sure somewhere in the background that uh, and, you know, my my uh, father was forced to work in the oil fields during the depression. So he never went beyond eighth grade, but he could, he had memorized the Iliad and he could recite it. And um, my mother 
had some poetry. Whitman, a beautiful, I still have it actually. It's a beautiful cloth bound book of Whitman's poems that she treasured, but nobody read poetry to me or anything like that. So, uh, and, um, and so, uh, and as I said, I've said many times, I, being a poet was not something I ever thought I could do. Uh, so I actually became, came to being, thinking of myself as being able to be a poet quite late uh, in my 20s. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But in high school, I had a teacher who was a poet, and um, and he called himself a poet. So, uh, and that was the first time I, you know, ever thought I would just be, know somebody who <laughs> said he was a poet. Um, and, um, and then uh, I had a, took me a long time to get through college because I had to work my way through uh, myself and I had a lot of challenges as a young person. So, um, but uh, when I got, finally got to Sac State, Sacramento State uh, University, um, and I worked with uh, Dennis Schmitz and some other people uh, and uh, started to meet a lot of my now friends uh, back then, some of us are, many of us are still going. And, um, uh, and I read Sylvia Plath and uh, reading Sylvia Plath was sort of a turning point for me. It made me feel that I could write about things that I did not know I could have, could write about. And um, so uh, that's really when I got my start. And right around that time, because I was at Sac State, Dennis Schmidt sort of started a kind of group there for us. And we, um, we did some readings there and um, uh, I, I began, you know, I, that's really part of what led to us starting the poetry center wow. um, was uh, our, all of us, you know, doing readings and getting to know each other and uh, getting involved in the poetry world for ourselves. So with that in mind, you, as you pointed out, did you mostly go? Did you mostly come out of um, college uh, with a liberal arts uh, degree, like a like an English major or something, or would you would you would you yeah. get your degree? actually? You know, now that you 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 say that, I'm thinking. I'm sort of remembering. So I I went to uh, in 1960. We came uh, to California and we moved. My father had one of the first radio talk shows in Northern California from the Marysville hotel in Marysville. And we lived in Marysville and Yuba city. I'm close Uh, by there. I live in grass Valley. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, sure. We played you in sports. Um, um, So uh, let me think what I was going to say. Oh uh, yeah. So I, I had a high school teacher who was a poet, quote, you know, that's what he called himself. Um, I went to Yuba College and I had a teacher there. Uh, her name was Callie Allison, and she just was wonderful to me. She took me under her wing and she encouraged me to be a writer. And, uh, you know, she really loved my writing and so forth. I didn't, you know, I didn't... Uh, I, I didn't believe it, I guess, then, you know, but so I went to Yuba College, then I went to San Francisco State, uh, and then I went to the University of San Francisco, and then I went to 
Sac State, and I finally got my bachelor's degree in in English. <laughs> but I had quite a few travels along the way, <laughs> and um, nobody else, nobody at uh, at USF or at San Francisco State or at uh, um, or at uh, either either of those places, really. Uh, I was working my way through school, so I was working a lot. I was taking night classes a lot of the time, and um, nobody connected with me and encouraged me until I got to Sac State again. Um, and then I got my bachelor's, I mean, my uh, my BA in 1977 and my MA in uh, English with a specialty in creative writing in 87. And then I got the Stegner Fellowship in 89. So... Wow, that's a journey right there. Nice. But it's always been in writing. That's that's pretty interesting right there. I did write for the, interestingly, I did in the late 70s. I wrote for both the Sacramento Bee and the Sacramento Union. I and uh, I did book reviews and freelance articles uh, for both of them. And uh, that, you know, so that was part of my going forward into a writing career, too. So uh, by that time, I was in my late 20s. Uh, and uh, early thirties. Uh, and uh, <laughs> anyway, that's all right. So, 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 so since we're, since we're now going into the, the times where you started really particularly writing in your twenties and thirties and stuff, what got you, what got you involved with Sacramento Poetry Center, Pat from a poetry center when it was in its infancy. So it was called the poet was it the poetry. Um, yeah. Poetry. Yeah. yeah poetry. Yeah. yeah. What got you started? Well, like I say, I think it was just um, mostly through our friendships and our connection to Dennis Schmitz at Sac State and the poetry things that he started there. And there were a few other poets there also who encouraged us and uh, helped. Um, Catherine Holbein was one of them um, and uh, a, num- a number of others. So it was really uh, that's how we met each other and just, you know, connected through that. Um, and, uh, and then Teresa Vinciguerra, um, you need to, Pat, Pat will remember better than I do, but oh, yeah. Pat was I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, we just, I don't, you know, I, we just bonded and, um, we still, it's funny. There those, we, the old timers still love each other. We, you know, we've <laughs> You've been there. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah. But is it, was, it-, it was wonderful. You know, I mean, we had readings around town and uh, um, the, we, the poetry, we got the news, newsletter, you know, the poetry newsletter and the landing signals came out of it, the anthology. And we had a lot of readings. Um, I had a, we had a party in my old backyard of my former house for Galway Cannell when he read and, you know, uh, all these famous people came and read for us, especially when we were at Sierra too. Okay. Uh, we moved around a lot as, uh, you know, we were uh, I've, I've in someplace, I think it was Pat's place first, Pat Grizel's place. Then we were somewhere downtown, which I can't remember now, but then we were in a place in uh, behind the Matrix Gallery, and we were in Sierra 2 for quite a while, and we were in uh, the Capitol Ballet building yeah, I heard about that. Uh, for, for a while, and um, and then, uh, you know, we moved to R Street. Yeah. yeah. So, so with that, so 
being that you're one of the one of the growing founders of it or one of the people who participated so long in it, how does it make you feel now that it's still around? I mean, because it's almost like having your own child, like having a child and you've been involved and, you know, been involved in so long that it's still growing. And even though it's changed in so many ways, how does that make you feel now about it? Well, about I mean, project, so. it's, I think we all, all of us who are still around feel, you know, just grateful that we had the chance to do that and that it's still going and that we're, you know, uh, we were at least a small part of it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can't even, I just know that we, we love the idea of what poetry can do in the world. And, um, and uh, it, you know, it was, it's, it's just a very, we're like a family. It feels, you know, like a very, a good family. <laughs> uh, it feels like, uh, you know, we, we, we're glad it's still going. That's all I can say. That's good. So being that the, the, the Sacramento poetry is doing, was doing its thing, you know, moving, bouncing around stuff. You've been mostly making your rounds with anthologies and chat books. I've seen that you have like at least nine chat books. You have several anthologies. And right now you have four um, full collections of um, poetry books that you have from several different um, presses. How does it, how does that, um, that body of work, how does that, I mean, I, I noticed when you were at the, when you were reading at the show, you had a couple of them that you brought with you, but you're reading out of, but how does it feel having that much body of work that you can, that somebody can go, hey, remember that one you had? Because I, I, I remember you had that with one of our, one of the audience members, Kate. She asked about, oh, do you remember this one poem in your book? And you were just like, let me go read that one before I say anything. <laughs> how does it feel having so much body of work instead of like having like maybe two or three things that you can keep reminding? Now you got to have, uh, let me see if I can figure that out. How does it feel having that much body of work out there? Well, of course it feels, you know, it feels very good to me to know that um, things are collected and hopefully they won't be totally lost. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I, I feel like part of my whole thing has always been to witness uh, for, for myself and for others. And um, I feel that I have done that. As, I mean, believe me, I have a lot of poems that aren't collected and aren't in <laughs> any of the chat books or books either. Um, but uh and they'll they'll <laughs> they'll have to go through them at some point, I guess. But um, uh, I I think for me, you know, part of what so when I was a Stegner, uh, Denise Levertov was my uh, a very big mentor for me, and she let me stay with her some of the time and so forth because I commuted because uh, okay. I my kids were young and um, uh, but uh, when I had to stay down there, and she advised me not to go into academia oh. to, uh, and, um, and when I was at that point, when I was a Stegner, uh, from about the, um, the late seventies, early eighties. And that was through my work at, you know, my involvement at Sac state, I did poets in the school. So I taught in a lot of the high schools around here, uh, uh, po as a poet in the schools coming in, including in Stan Zumbiel's class, who was at my reading the other night, an old friend who was also part of the poetry center uh, from the beginning. Um, and um, 
And then I got involved with the William James Association in those days. And I ta taught with, um, you know, in the prisons. And, um, uh, and then uh, I taught for UC Davis Extension for about 20 years, uh, their poetry classes uh, and in their creative writing program in the, the old UC Extension uh, group. And then I taught... Um, at the, you know, when I, so Denise, when, when I was leaving as a Stegner, my friend, Laura Ann Walton was starting the Women's Wisdom Project. And she asked me if I wanted to be the program director um, and, or the artistic director. Uh, so uh, that's what I did. And that meant I taught painting. I taught poetry. Uh, we published a couple of anthologies and newsletters and so forth. But so that was a full-time job uh, for a few years. Um, and um, and then, um, I, so what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is all these things really fed me as a poet as well. You know, hopefully I was helping other people grow in their art, but I was also um, lucky to be so immersed in it. Uh, for so long. And I, I edited one of the first online uh, magazines for poetry called Perihelion uh, for a couple, two or three years anyway. Um, and so that really got me, you know, even more involved and connected and so forth. And, um, and then I've been teaching privately for probably 30 years uh, at uh, workshops, uh, a lot, I've, a lot of workshops <laughs> over the years. Um, and uh, so all of that, I mean, that I, am I answering your question or am you, I? You actually are answering my question. Yeah, you asked my question. I'm, I was going to, my next follow-up was going to be, um, since you now have, you technically, you have lived the title of the, of the word poet. You have lived the title itself and I've done extracurricular things to keep it expanding as you go. And even as now, you're still now a touring poet. poet. How does that change your trajectory for your kids? Because your kids, like you said, you basically were traveling back and forth. You had kids, you had a, you were a mother, you're also an artist, you're also a poet. I mean, how do they feel about, it's like my mom is still a poet out there. <laughs> and, well, I think they feel good about it. You right. know? but. I try, try, I've always tried to keep my role as a mother separate from my role as a poet. Why? Um, hmm? Why? Well, I just wanted to make sure that being a mother was being a mother. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but, you know, I, my kids, yeah, my kids are very creative human beings now. And so are my grandsons. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> My grandsons are, I've just recently read several of their books that they've oh, written. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Age They're seven right and age 11. <laughs> or, or did they get inspired because of what you, what grandma's doing? I, I think, I certainly think that's, but their, their parents are inspiring okay. too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I will say this, this is, this is a cute story. My, I was visiting them about a, a year ago and my the eleven year old was doing a sketch online sketch class drawing uh, with a teacher online, and he they wanted me to come in and watch it. And the then six year old was sitting on the other side of me, drawing away like crazy with all kinds of figures and so forth. And I sat back and I said to them, 
when there was a little break, I said, you know, I think it's just wonderful that you guys are doing so much work on your art. It's great. And the six-year-old turned to me and said, well, they call me SKD. He said, well, SKD, you started it. (laughs) 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 So whenever I go down there to visit, the door opens and they say, SKD, SKD, come see our new artwork. <laughs> I can see that. Nice. <laughs> the SKD always gets to working. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So with, um, so right now, since you are, how does it feel being a, you are, you're a touring poet because you got several tour dates in other places. I mean, your next one, uh, you, you, you have a couple of them, one in, um, um, Mount Modesto, yeah, Placerville. I mean, you just had one in Sacramento. I mean, you, you've been moving around. How's it, how's that feeling right now? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're a rock star, but you are technically a rock star in all these places. Now. Well, <laughs> seeing you not, not a rock star, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, well, a lot of them have been on Zoom, you know. I mean, I've done several here in the Sacramento area, but the uh, the one tomorrow for Ber- Berkeley Poetry Flash will be on Zoom. And then um, the Modesto one is going to be on Zoom also. Okay. Placerville will be in person. Um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, a, it's, it's a weird time, obviously, to be doing these things because of COVID and uh, so forth. So, um, uh, but... Uh, it's always been great for like when I, when my first book came out, we had the book launch in Detroit because it's a Detroit publication uh, press. And it was a really big deal, you know, and to do that. And um, it's been whenever I've been able to do things like that, it's been great. Uh, And, you know, if, if I'm still around when I'm in my nineties, I don't know if I'll be (laughs) quite mobile, but, (laughs) but anyway, uh, no, it's, it's lovely to do that. And, uh, and just, you know, uh, I've done several of the Modesto readings over the years and I always really enjoy it. Even you meet up with people that you, you know, you, you know, but don't see very often and, and you um, meet new people and it's just a, it's, it's, it's very cheering. Um, so I enjoy it. Yeah. So it was the, the first book of the, the fortune islands. Yes. Was mm-hmm. it, that was the, now was, that was in Detroit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Merit okay. press. Merit press. Yes. That's all. Yeah. So, so with, so that's a good question. That, that, that makes me to a good question. Do you see a progression as you get to the, cause I've always asked, I've always seen that poets have either chat books, they have some um, anthologies that they put out and stuff, or they, they're on. But as a full collection of stuff, do you kind of see that like a like a musician sees it as a record where you you gather up so much stuff that you feel like this is going to be enough for a book, like a theme to a book or so? Or do you just basically just gather up enough stuff for the year or some song and go, okay, well... I think these things will work for it <laughs> when you have a book coming out. Well, I think with the chat books, which is what I had, you know, I had quite a few chat books uh, Nine. <laughs> in, the, in the early days. And those really were, um, I felt they were, the poems were connected, but they, and, but they were written within a certain time for the most part. And Feather's Hand came out really as a large result of my teaching uh, the, at the Wisdom Project and uh, and my work in the prisons. And um, 
Uh, and then, of course, the land and Cassiopeia above the banyan tree, they, they're themed also in a, in a lot of ways. And um, and then the and the insects, the book of insects, the but the full length book. Um, the, the Fortunate Islands, I did since it was my first full length book, I did sort of have an, some sort of idea in mind, an arc to the book. Um, I don't know that I can, you know, give it specifically say what that was, but kind of a feeling of the, how the poems connected. And I think I, I try to, I've tried to do that with each book ever since. Um, Spider Season, I wrote a lot of the books in that, a lot of the poems in that one, uh, not long before uh, the book was published. So probably maybe six or eight months. I, I Some of them were older, but uh, many, many of the poems in there were written uh, sort of for the book. Um, and because um, Gravitational Tug, was that the book you wrote, you written over the pandemic or was that something that was that already was, freed done? That was published in September of 2020. So right. it was, so I, and, but that was something that I'd been working on for a long time, but that, that was really just then looking at this body of work and trying to figure out what could, what wasn't in a full length, what could go together and some, you know, connect uh, over again, over quite a bit of time uh, in the actual writing of the things. And same with gatherers alphabet. Um, so, you know, you're, you're trying to, you see something, a theme of some sort or a connection of some sort among the poems and then you put them in a section and then you go to the next section and, and hopefully the whole book has the sections also move together in a good way. Um, and it's intuitive, a lot of it, you know. Um, I would see that. I would consider that because I know that uh, I have several, several friends that are, they are now book authors also. And they, they also have categorized or chapterized their, their books in somewhat of a theme idea of what their, what their overall stand of the book's going to be about. So I'm like, oh, I get, I get what you're saying. But like you said, you had, was it, was it harder starting with um, Fort, um, Fortune's Island? And then as it, as it got on, as you've gone on to other books, it's got, it's gotten a little um, easier. It's now just more of a, okay, let me get that one from 19, from 1980, or let me get this one over at um, 1960, um, 2016. And was it like that now? Is, is that how it's going now for you? Well, with with the Fortunate Islands, I I worked on I worked for quite a few years on figuring out what I wanted to have and you know what I thought worked as a collection, and um, uh, so uh, I tried. I can go back to um, you know a number of years to manuscripts that I had where some of the poems that ended up in it were in it in the earlier ones and some of them weren't. Um, but uh, the, um, it was a long process that first, oh. first one. And of course it's now it's also, um, I'm trying, I'm just trying to think about yet another book and it's, it's, it's hard when you have like 35 years of published work and, you know, to, first of all, just keep track of everything that was published. And secondly, uh, to cull from that, 
what you haven't collected in in a, a book, uh, which, what do you want? You know, what do you, do you want not to get lost? It's less likely to get lost if it's in a book. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, uh, I'm after, especially at this stage in my life. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, does that... Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to give a follow about, so you're saying you're, you're at a stage now of trying to collect, like, not souvenirs, but trying to collect everything that you've done and kind of, you know, yeah. kind of embrace it and be a, admire yeah. it a little bit more? Well, I don't, um, it's, for me, it's more about the fact that I've published all these things over so many years in so many different magazines, anthologies, uh, you know, chapbooks but chapbooks at least they're together in something right. um but if 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 i died tomorrow who would know where all these things were so hmm. the 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 things that are um you know that have not been collected in in a book um i'm trying to you know make sure that it, the ones that i especially feel close to I, I don't get lost if I yeah. if possible. So um, that's really the the way I, the reason, one of the reasons why I am trying to now get another book, you know, okay. um, at some point, maybe I'll do a selected poems or something like that too, you know, <laughs> so that the, the best ones that I, the ones I think are the best are somewhere, but we'll see. <laughs> they call yeah, the selected or the classic hits, <laughs> the hits. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So why don't we go right now into doing your poem that you have that you have um selected and stuff, and we'll allow you to read from your new book, the, the Gatherers Alphabet. People is in stores right is in store right now. You can also get it on Gunpowder Press. Right. Or you can also order it from um, Susan Susan Kelly's DeWitt's yeah. website. But I think it's on Amazon too, and on Amazon, <laughs> they got to get on everywhere. <laughs> this is a fairly short poem, and uh, it's the one that uh, it's a, the last poem in the book. Um, uh, and uh, people have told me that they like it, so I'm going to read this one: Autumnal Equinox. The stars clicked on late. I lounged aimlessly in my room. Outside, crazed moths were sucking and grazing the crimped lips of trumpet flowers. It seemed like everyone I knew had something precious to give away, some mystery free for the taking. When I lifted my face from a book, I remembered every happiness, every kindness ever accorded me. Yay! <laughs> that sounds Thank pretty good. I like the way that sounded. Uh, that that brought back some nostalgic memories. I, I know how it is when you kind of re reminisce back to like stuff. Do you actually write stuff like is like in journals? Because I remember you had one one poem you saying about when you were working at the cannery, and you were. Oh, it's almost like you. Yeah, I remember I worked at a cannery too. I worked in the Lodi one. And I've, I've noticed that you kind of looked at it as more like a journal and then you just kind of picked the, the things that interest you in, in, um, in the, for the poem. Is that, or just recollection? Well, that poem, I especially 
wanted to write because um, I felt like I really wanted, well, I, I mentioned in the poem, I had uh, one of my best friends in high school mm-hmm. who I've recently reconnected with nice. and certainly through Zoom uh, for <laughs> poetry readings. Uh, her mom worked in the cannery for 25 years and um, they were Dust Bowl uh, people. And um, and I, I had a lot of, you know, I felt... <laughs> A kinship with the people who are who I was working with, and um, in that poem, I really wanted to witness for them uh, as much as for myself. So I was really trying to capture, um, you know, the the monotony and the the hardship and the uh, the downsides, but also show some give some beauty you know, it as context, I guess, or something. Um, so it, w- it was, it was partly about my own uh, memory, but, um, you know, I only did it for a summer. So. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I, I've done two, I've done two or three summers for the cannery. So I, I know. Graveyard I, shift too? Graveyard. I did actually, I did all three. I actually did the morning, mid and great swing and graveyard shift. Cause we, uh, I was a safety, I was a safety advisor. So. I had to take uh-huh. care of all the watch over the the um, the the, cor- the line and make sure that you know everyone's you know protected, has their stuff on, and we we're not going to have too many accidents. <laughs> Which was also kind of disturbing because they also looked at me funny when I would go through, and they're kind of looking at me as authority figure, concerned like, "How's this young guy talking to this old person?" It's like <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you're all right. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay well we'll sign here i don't know how to sign what do you mean you don't know how to sign good grief <laughs> so, yeah. gotta go through a lot of that so but no um so thank you for the poem i do want you to let people know where they can find you on social media where's your website and stuff and um where's your next tour going to be or your next event going to be at? okay the um if you go if you just if they google my name um, it, my website comes up pretty much the first thing. Um, and if you click on that, it will have all the information about my books and everything. Um, I'm not on, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on Twitter or anything like that. So, um, and, um, my next reading, well, my next reading is tomorrow on zoom for poetry flash, uh, at, uh, 7, uh, 30 PM. 7.30 or 7. I think it might be 7. Um, and uh, that will be recorded as well. So uh, if people don't uh, can't watch it tomorrow night, they can. And I'm reading with Kathleen Winter, a uh, wonderful poet who has a new book out too. Nice. Um, uh, so people will be able to find it on the Poetry Flash website after we're done too. And then Saturday, I'm reading up in Placerville with San Zumbiel at oh. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, this will be out on the third. So probably be this, this, this podcast will be out on the third. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, third, third of May. May. Oh, yeah. Okay. May. okay. <laughs> so then that's, that would be the next reading would be um, uh, in lock on May okay. 7th. We're having that big uh, cold river press and Dave Bowles is having a lovely event uh, from, I think it's from 12 to seven 
a lot of people will be reading down there, okay. and um, including me. And then um, on May 10th, I'm reading on Zoom for the uh, Modesto uh, Stanislaus Poetry uh, Group. Nice. Uh, I haven't put any of those things on my website yet, but um, I'll try to do it. I'll send my web manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, yeah, so just, uh, and my email is on my website too. So if anybody wanted to email me, they could. Okay. Uh, it'd be Susan. is on there too. Okay. So it'll be Susan Kelly DeWitt. Do they have to put the dash in to get your um um dot com or just put just put well, Kelly the, DeWitt. The website itself is www.susankelly-dewitt.com. Yeah. So you have to put the dash yeah. <laughs> It's all lowercase. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's and then cool. uh, but if you just Google Susan Kelly Dash DeWitt, it comes up. Uh, nice. All right, SKD. <laughs> thank you for coming out and being with me and sharing your poem and also sharing some of your events. We um, I've had a long time. We've been, I know we've been close for a very long time. And so it's like now, Oh my gosh, getting close to five years. Jeez. I've been, I've been in Sacramento that long. Jeez. <laughs> longer than that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I've been, I've been there since 2015. So, Oh no, what well, makes it, seven it is years longer. <laughs> yeah. Seven years. Jeez. <laughs> but so no. you were in Lodi before that. Yes, I was in Lodi. I was living in Lodi, um, Lodi and Stockton area for uh-huh. 15 years. So I was there during the during during the time of Stockton and everything else going on down there and the shenanigans. And then I moved up to Sacramento, Sacramento and stuff. So uh-huh. yeah, it's been a well. Time. It's nice to uh, yeah. It's nice to reconnect and um, thank you again for asking me to do this. Always, always. And, uh, Hopefully you're not going to hear that my memory was wrong. <laughs> oh no, no, no. But everyone else, I just want to say thank you for joining us. Please go to Susan Kelly DeWitts. Don't call her SKD. That's me. <laughs> and her grandkids. We can all do that. But go to her site. Go check out the new books, Gatherers Alphabet. And also go see her at all the events that she's going to. If you can, go see him on the Zoom if you can't get out there to see him at the actual places. But Susan, thank you for being on. And to everyone else, be safe and be happy. Thanks. You too.